Welcome back, guys. Clocks on the stove. Today is December 7th, 2021, approximately 8 p.m. Tuesday, for, all, for those of y'all who didn't know. We've got a lot we're going to talk about today. Usual host, myself, Grayson Fisher. Co-host, welcome back from his sickness, Big Meech. Burr, burr. You know, we back out here, gang, gang. Clocks on the stove. The clock is hot. Today's guest, we got the one and only, some call him the Christian Little Dicky, Cole Joffrey. What's up, y'all? Ple- pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. We got a lot to jump into today, so we're going to just attack it. We're going to start off today with a new segment we added. We're going to give our biggest winners and losers of the previous week. I'm going to start us off. I think going off first, I think one of the winners, excuse me, I'm tired. We're starting off first with winners, state of Michigan, man. So, uh, for those of you who didn't know, the horrible shooting at Oxford High School in Michigan, um, horrible, horrible thing to happen. But Michigan athletics bounced back, helping the state that was really down in the dumps. Michigan wins the Big Ten, gets the second seed, and Detroit wins its first game of the Hell season. Yeah. Hell yeah. They ded- both teams dedicated their wins to Oxford High School and all those uh, that were affected by it. My next winner, I'm going to go with the state of Alabama. The University of Alabama smashes UGA, Georgia, to win the SEC and get the number one seed in the college football playoffs. And Bama also beats top five Duke in the same week, the first time ever a football team and basketball team both beat a top five team in the same week. My next winner, Gardner fucking Minshew. Name tattooed to your brain, man. Jalen Hurts goes out for the Eagles. My man steps up 20 for 25. 242 yards and two touchdowns. Gardner Minshew, never count him out. Never count him out. All right, my fourth one. I'm going to go with a change of sport. Little UFC, Jose Aldo, man. Man's old. You know, after the McGregor knockout, a lot of people forgot how amazing Aldo really was. And then the Max Holloway losses. Uh, I want to say he's almost 40 or he is 40. He dropped down a weight class and he's on a three-fight win streak. And he just beat the number five guy in the country in Rob Font. So he's really proven everyone wrong. And my last winner for this week, Jaron McVeigh, former Baylor walk-on, all right? It's fourth and goal, Big 12 championship. He's an outside linebacker. There's 28 seconds left. It's a one-score game. Touchdown punches it in. Big 12 championship, all right? If Oklahoma State win, arguably they're going to get into the playoffs. They do a sweep. He breaks outside. It's a one-on-one. My man gets the stop at the one-yard line to secure the Big 12 championship for Baylor. Those are my five winners of the week. Big Meats, let's hear yours. Uh, All the winners that I have, I absolutely hate. So I'm going to be unbiased as possible. Um, The Patriots, sadly, as they took two games ahead of the East, uh, the Finns are on a five-game uh, winning streak. Steelers, with the big win over the Ravens, kept them in the hunt. And Gardner Minshew, who absolutely tore up my Jets. Uh, I don't know what their defense was doing. And listen to this story about the Jets, the Jets kickers in general. So these are my biggest losers, the Jets kickers. So – we uh, drafted or maybe we drafted him this year in the seventh round or signed him, whatever. He was a good kicker. Matt Amendola, who is related to Danny Amendola, it's his brother, okay. uh, was the Jets um, kicker. He's got like one of the best legs in the league, but 
he couldn't make a field goal over 35 yards. Damn. So they cut him after having a, a horrendous season and missing like four field goals the game before. So they signed this rookie, Alex Kessman, and he goes in there, misses the first extra point, and they try to send him out there again, and he misses the second extra point. So he's cut right after the game, or maybe he got demoted to the practice squad. Anyway, the Jets then sign Cairo Santos. How about that for a kicker carousel? Yeah. Former chief, right? Uh, former bear, former chief. Yeah. yeah he's been but around. he's old as balls. Um, let me see here. Another loser. I'd have to say, I'd have to say the, maybe the chiefs, man. Uh, their offense is a hot take. I don't think their offense is championship worthy in my opinion. Um, it just hasn't looked the same. Uh, I think you could say the quarterback situation, the Saints are a big loser because Simeon had a decent game. Now he had a shitty game. And they're, I heard that they're taking first team reps with um, um, I'm blanking Taysom, Hill. Taysom Hill. Yes. And is he really the quarterback that? Saints fans want going forward. Um, I foresee next season that they will probably be the worst team in the league. All right. Well, we'll go to a little a little deeper in on that. Next up, I want I want to hear Cole's uh, five winners or however many winners he has for this week. All right, my winners: the Dolphins win five straight. Tua looks like he's coming into his true form. Yeah. Uh, Dan Campbell, MCDC. Massive cojones, Dan Campbell wins his first game. Um, it's it's actually been 300 – they were a day off of a year not winning a fucking football game. So, good for them. This, this is the city of Detroit's week. Um, Dak Prescott absolutely torched my Saints. Um, you know, that team, like, with a healthy offense, they look like Super Bowl contenders. They look really good. You're talking about um, the Cowboys? Not the yeah. Saints, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, the Saints are ass, but – yeah, the Cowboys look really good when they're healthy. Um, also, the ball boy in the Saints-Cowboys game, just absolutely, like, there's a 40-yard field goal, uh, and he just he, – he snagged it with absolute steez, just so casually. Super steez. Yeah. And um, another, my, another one of my winners is Kenny Pickett. Uh, got announced as a Heisman Trophy finalist, you know, 20 for 33 against Wake Forest. Decent game. Uh, 253 yards, two touchdowns, and he had that fake slide, which I want to know your guys' take on this. Like, should the should the play be outlawed? Because personally, I think it should. I think so. For the people that haven't seen it, Kenny Pickett, quarterback for uh, University of Pittsburgh, he's had an outstanding year all year. Like Cole said, was invited to the Heisman finalists, and in the uh, opening drive of the ACC championship, they're playing Wake Forest. He does a – he runs it down the middle of the field on a pass. There's, like, a fake slide where he slides his foot, the top of his foot like he's going down. The defender stops, and then he cuts it across and scores a touchdown. So, my take on it, um, first thing before I give my opinion, the, regardless of your take, the play is cold as fuck. 
Yeah. Like, it is so, so clean. So clean. Okay. But if you also go back and you look in the – I can't give you an exact date, but when Michael Vick used to play for the Falcons, he used to do this all the time. He used to slide yeah. on one knee, spin up, and then go keep running when they didn't touch him. But my overall opinion is I, I do think it should be against the rules because those defenders had to tighten up and had to – had to like um, what's it called? They had to stop running, basically. But I, I don't blame Kenny Pickett. I blame the refs. Don't hate the player, hate the game. You know what I mean? Like, I think Kenny, what Kenny Pickett did is awesome. And if people were really that mad, you shouldn't be mad at him. You should be mad at the refs. You know what I mean? That That's my personal opinion on it. I think regardless, though, the play is clean as fuck. Yeah. What about I think you? In the future, though, like, I, I mean, as a defender, that's just so hard to fucking. Oh, no, yeah, 100%. Think in a split second, like, do I hit this guy? Do I not? Like. Yeah, but then I, that also goes towards, like, college wall becoming fucking softer. Like. Yeah. I mean, the quarterback's already babied enough. I think they should take it out. I'll tell you what. He does that. Uh, who's their bowl game? Oh, Whoever they're playing in their bowl game, if he does that, he is eating a shoulder in the mouth. Yeah. So, like, that was a one-time play, and he just used it properly. But uh, moving on from that, Cole, let's hear. What, what, what do you have for your losers of the week? My losers, Antonio Brown. Just he, That dude just can't figure it out. I mean, he had – he's – been having a good season so far, but I mean, he hasn't yep. played, played since week seven, faked the COVID test, which Aaron Rodgers did. And there's no, no repercussion, but and then the, I, th- Buck's probably going to release him. I think Antonio Brown's career is probably might be done. Yo, um, but can we go back to um, the the sliding play? Because yeah, go in, go in real quick. I said, by the way, I think it should be legal, but I think you should blame the refs, not Kenny Pickett. No, I think it should be legal because how could a ref, you know, uh, dictate whether it's a juke or a fake slide? But the thing is, the court, um, the defensive player is allowed to, you know, make contact with his two hands on the quarterback. Not in college. In college, they'll throw a flag instantly. You really? Can, just you touch just in college, because in college you're down by con- you're not down by contact, you're down by ground. So you don't. But have then to how, how do you discern a juke from a fake slide? How that's, that's the controversy in, in the in the play, Meech. That's what we're trying to figure out. So there in, should be in a way. NFL, it's down by contact, so I can slide. No one touches me. I can get up and keep running. In college, it's down by ground. Yeah, yeah, I know. So why don't they make it down by contact to eliminate? Okay, but that, that now you're going away from the question. We're not talking about what we think about the rule. We're talking about what do you think if his play based on the rules should be legal or not. Oh, based on the rules, now it's completely legal. Yeah, 100%. It's just too hard for a defender to fucking yeah. deal with that. Now, I think if it's the NFL, it's different because it's down by contact. They have to touch you regardless. So, yeah, why don't they make down by contact if a quarterback goes to slide – that you could just at least two hand touch him, you know what I, I mean? Well, I think I think that I like in college. I like the one foot in rule. I think it makes way crazier plays and yeah. gives it more people of a chance. It's but I think that I think down by contact definitely should make its way into college because there's so many times a guy will get a breakaway route and he can't score because the quarterback underthrows him or he barely overthrows him. He falls and catches it and he can just get up and walk in the end zone, but it's automatically a dead play. Like there's. I think that's one thing about cultural needs to change. And I think one thing that needs to be, needs to be changed about 
football in general is I think that interceptions based on contact of a receiver should be on the receiver and not the quarterback. I think if I'm the quarterback and I hit you right in the mouth, all right, and you it bounces off your face mask because you have no hands and a, a defender picks it, that should not hurt my stats for throwing a good ball and you not catching it. Yeah. That's one of my biggest things I've been, I've been thinking about a lot recently. But anyway, Cole, you want to finish up on your your biggest losers? Yeah. Uh, the other ones I had, the Saints wide receivers, they just – they're fucking guard. You got a bunch of practice squad dudes out there trying to catch footballs from Taysom Hill who has no – barely any experience at quarterback. Um, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, um, they lost a pretty big uh, rivalry game against Steelers. Um you know, the week before he had four interceptions. I, I, like, if they make it to the playoffs, I don't think he has it in him to win any big games. Um, and also the Bills' defense, they allowed 200 yards rushing to the pass. Mac Jones threw the ball three times. Like, if you know it's coming, like, how do you not stop the run? You know? It's like one of those, it's like one of those, like, uh, movie scenes or something. It's like, no, 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 it's, it's this time they're going to throw it, I promise. Like, yeah. This way. And they just yeah. did that for four quarters. I don't know. Yeah, terrible. Uh, I'll give you my biggest losers. I got Mike Gundy, head coach for Oklahoma State. And listen, I, I I'm like I like Mike Gundy. I I'm a fan of Mike Gundy. I think he's a good coach. I just think his entire career is basically the same thing. It's like we're right there to be the best, and then we shit the bed on something. And I think that pack, excuse me, that Big Twelve championship was just it was very Mike Gundy to happen. You know, like I wasn't. It was super Mike Gundy. <clears throat> Next, I also I also Cole have the Ravens. Now I um I think that yeah, Lamar Jackson's played like ass his last two games, but he's also played amazing at other times. So I wouldn't say they're on a steady decline. I would more say they're very inconsistent. Yeah. You don't know which Ravens and which Lamar Jackson you're gonna get that day. Next up, I have college football fans. These might be the shittiest bowl games I've ever seen put together. We're not going to go through the bowl games because next week before they start, we're going to we're going to do a whole bowl bowl series mania. But um, if you haven't seen them, go to ESPN, look them up. Twenty twenty two bowl games. They are absolute dog shit. I think they are so poorly put together. The matchups are terrible. I think everything about it is just. It, it was the least excited I've been for bowls, and it's usually the, like my favorite thing in the world is, is when the bowl games get released. I just think they they just did it horribly. <laughs> next. Notre Dame, dude, like you literally were, you were like, you were Georgia not shitting the bet on Alabama away from going to the college football playoffs right after losing your coach. <laughs> like there was this hypothetical Cinderella story, like, oh, Oklahoma State, like two teams lose, Notre Dame gets in with a coach that is literally just got the head coaching position. They somehow win the college football playoffs and they just say, fuck you to Brian Kelly. You know what I mean? But um, what's it called? That didn't happen. You know, Alabama blew out Georgia. Nobody saw it coming. This completely fucks Notre Dame. So I'm not even a Notre Dame fan, nor do I like Notre Dame. But I do feel sorry for, your, for the fan base and the team. Y'all are definitely losers this week. Next up, uh, my last one actually is – excuse me. Next up, my last one. UF basketball team. Last night they lost to 0-7 Texas Southern. 69 to 54. Talk about an upset. Um, yeah, dude. I don't even know what to say about it. I don't really follow I don't follow UF at all. I don't follow basketball really. 
But that's just a stat I want to rub into all my Florida fans. You lost to an 0 and 7 Texas Southern team, 69 to 54. Okay. I think I think I could play on an 0 and, 0 and 7 basketball team, you know. And the last but not least, you know, you gotta have you gotta have accountability in this world and you gotta acknowledge when you win, you gotta acknowledge when you lose. And I officially took last in fantasy, you guys. It was not my year. Injuries absolutely fucked me. Just didn't go the way I needed it to go. But you know what? You live and you learn. Um, I'm never doing a league of 14 again because it's impossible to get players once there's injuries. But, um, hey, I had fun with it, I guess you could say. You know, maybe, kind of, kind of, sort of. Fell in love with Justin Herbert, you know. But that was really the only, uh, really the only good thing that came out of my fantasy year. Who would you have that got injured? J.K. Dobbins offer it. And the problem is I'm in a 14-man league. So there's 28 running backs that are just off the board all that yeah. automatically. Who'd you draft first? I got the 14th pick in a snake draft. Oh, you got Fox, right? Yeah. I was set up for failure. Set yeah. up for failure. But yeah, let's dive in a little this week. Uh, NFL was very fun. Cole, you want to start us off with the Cowboys over the Saints 27 to 17? Yeah, it was. I expected it. Um, the defense played. The defense actually played them tight. Like, the Saints played them tight through the first two quarters. And then, I mean, you can only ask – when you go three and out every single fucking drive, you can only, you can only ask so much from your defense. Um, they haven't won a game since Jameis the went curse. down. Yeah. It's the Jameis curse. Uh, but, yeah, that was a good, good Cowboys team. I mean, I fucking expected it. Taysom. Taysom, I expected Taysom's performance. I mean, four interceptions is bad, though. I mean, it was awful. Um, I think you were right what you said earlier. When the Cowboys are on, they're the best team on the field. Yeah, you know? no. They, and they were on against the Saints. Obviously, the Saints aren't that good either. Yeah. Dude, but I don't know what it is about um, the Saints organization. I just feel like they consistently have the shittiest luck. Like they do, yeah. I'll have all the money into the best team. You don't go to the Super Bowl right here. You know, then the, the play against the Vikings, the play against the Rams, and then you lose all your team. Jameis starts off amazing. Amazing. Like, if you were to tell me in the beginning of the year that he'd be out, like, by week seven, that he'd, that he'd have 13 touchdowns and four interceptions, I'd think you're, like, smoking crack. Like, yeah. He Can I ask you guys well. a question? What? Can I ask you guys a question? Let's hear it. Who are your top three teams in each conference? Like AFC and NFC? Yeah. Wait, Meech, restart, bro. I can barely understand. No, no, no. All right. Tell me your top three teams in the AFC and your top three teams in the NFC right now. Can we do no order? No order. Yeah, sure. All right. I'm going to go AFC first. Um, and it sounds kind of ridiculous, but I think that I think New England Patriots for sure, regardless of if you like them or if you don't, you cannot deny the absolute fact that they are playing the best football, arguably, in the NFL right now, bro. If you're not rooting for a Tom Brady Patriots Super Bowl, like you're not a football fan, you know, Tom Brady versus that's that's insane, Tom Brady, and I hate the Patriots, so I'd rather. I mean, that's like that's that's an insane Super Bowl. No, no, that is hype, though. 
Yeah. It's going to be a washout. The Patriots are not that good. Bro, you're a Jets fan. Like, what do you mean? It's it's all coaching. Mac Jones is not that good, bro. He's a dink and dunk. It doesn't matter. He fits the system, bro. And it doesn't matter your opinion. Anyone could fit the system. They're nine and four. They're the the top three team in the AFC, 100%. You're trying to tell me if Zach Wilson wasn't on the Patriots, they would be undefeated, probably? probably No, I I really don't think so. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right moving on. Wait, num- I would say my number two team. <sighs> I might go the Los Angeles Chargers, to be completely honest with you. The AFC? AFC, yeah. And then I think for for number three, phew, the AFC is kind of butt cheeks. I'm <sighs> it's tight. It's definitely tight, bro. Like anyone can the playoffs. I'm gonna go with the Ravens. I think I think they're still gonna be fine. They're eight and four. I don't think they're that bad. That's def- those are I, those are my top three for the AFC. I, I, let's all do AFC first. Let's, I'm gonna yeah. do top three AFC. That I got Patriots, Chargers, and Ravens. All right, can I go? You got top three in order. Oh, it doesn't matter. All right, I'm gonna go Ravens, Bengals, and the Bills. You're such a piece of shit. <laughs> What do you mean? There's no way you can you cannot tell me, regardless of how the fuck you feel, Meech, that the Patriots are not a top three team in the AFC. They are nine and four, bro. What what do you mean? Bro, bro if the it best were, record. They have the app they like on paper, they're the best record. Dude, the Bills they just beat the Bills. They had four red zone appearances to New England's one. Bro. Okay. They that actually was the most biased top three. I don't care what you say. That was the most biased top three you could have said. Bro, that game was I hate fucked, too. And I hate the Patriots. It doesn't matter if you hate them. You ask who's the best. <laughs> All right. All right. Go. So, you, you fine, fine. I'll go Chiefs, Bengals, Ravens. How about that? Fine, Meech. Fine. All right, cool. I think I think the Pats. I'm rooting for the Pats. I want to see that. I want to see that matchup. Tom Brady, uh, Pats, no, Chiefs. Or no, no, no. Yeah, I think I think the Chiefs went out. I think they're on a fucking. Run. I mean, they've won. What do they start? Two and four. They yeah, won. They started not bueno, no bueno. Yeah, five, five straight. Five games. Yeah. Uh, so Pats, Chiefs. I want the Colts. I, I like Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. Yeah, no, he's really – dude, the Colts, the Colts are starting to get their rhythm, and Jonathan Taylor's a dog. Yeah. Fucking insane. All right, let's go, yeah. NFC. Let's go yeah. NFC. We're going NFC. Dude, the NFC is so much deeper than the AFC. It's ridiculous. I'm going mm, – damn, this is a lot harder. I'm going – I'm going Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals, Packers, Rams. Going Cardinals, Packers, Rams. And I think I think the Bucks and Rams can be can be flip flops, but I, I think yeah. due to the head on win, I, I'm gonna put the Rams there. I have the exact same the same three thing in that order: yeah. Cardinals, Packers, Rams. You agree with the Bucks, Rams almost equality though? Yes. Dude, I think I mean, yeah, I'd say I'd say Packer Cardinals 
Packers box because I mean Stafford he's was he played one playoff game? Yeah, see that's my that, that's my absolute biggest concern about and me and me talk about this almost every podcast about Stafford is like I dude the guy has every weapon to be the best quarterback in the NFL. He has every weapon to yeah. win to a Super Bowl, but he's never done it. He has no experience. He's yeah, but he has one so, playoff game. He has so much experience in the NFL. I think that takes that out of fruition. It's different though. It's so. I think it is different. Like, dude, playing against playoff Tom. Like, I don't know if it's so fucking different, bro. So different. They should. I mean, Rams should be number one. Like, based off talent, like on paper, like they are the most talented. They, team they better win it this year because they're like, They're so yeah. hot. They're over the cap. Yeah. And the Cowboys and are done, of course. Yeah, well, that's what we were just talking about when you brought the question was the Cowboys-Saints uh, game. Three yeah, when healthy, I think the Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders. I mean, yeah. NFC is packed. I agree. Let's move. Let's let's uh, keep it moving with the games. Next game, we got Bucks thirty, Falcons seventeen. Um, like uh, like Cole was saying, the ES- ESPN Football Index has the Bucks Pats Super Bowl as the most likely matchup. I just think that it was just basically what we expected. The Bucks were a better team than the Falcons. I don't think there's much more to touch up on that. Yeah, yeah. Say something. Next, we got Cardinals Bears. Cardinals thirty three, Bears twenty two. Dude, the Bears are on on track to becoming one of the worst teams in the NFL. Like they don't know, they don't know what the hell they're doing. They don't even. They're, they're like the kid that studied the wrong con, the wrong chapter for the test. <laughs> like they know, they they think they know what they're talking about, but they have no idea what the answers are. They're winging that shit. Yeah, you know? and honestly, though, it, Cliff Kingsbury is. Super stupid if he leaves the Cardinals to go coaching college. I think, like what Shimmy said, it was definitely a, a strategic move by him to get more money because he's on the last year of his contract. But, dude, he is balling. He's not that good of a college coach, but the man can coach NFL, bro. And any of y'all want to touch up on, on the Cardinals game? Yeah, no, I, I wasn't able to watch it because I was working. But, I mean, I saw – this is the first game Powder is back, right? Yeah, and he ate. Yeah, 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 they fucking would they lose two before that or yeah. So, I yeah. mean, it's obviously. I I didn't really watch this game, but I know Dalton threw four interceptions. It's kind yeah. of surprising that the score ended up like that. So I I don't know what was going on. Maybe the Cardinals were uh, resting starter. I don't know what the deal was, but uh, or if they had injuries. But yes, Clint, Cliff Kingsbury is dumb as shit. If he leaves for, I forget what college program. Well, it, there's a bunch that were flirting with him. Absolutely. Why would he leave? Yeah. No, but I no, but like what Shimmy said, Meech makes a lot of sense. Like using it as a recruiting strategy. Like, oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go flirt with the Oregon job. I'm gonna go and do an interview. I'm gonna kill the interview. They're gonna want to hire me, and then the the Oregon the Arizona Cardinals organization can hear about it, and they're gonna pay me more. You know, so like I understand it. Nick Saban does it still. All these coaches do it, bro. It happens all the time. True, yeah. I, I think you should entertain all offers. Yeah, but he, he's got to stay. They're going to sign him for – dude, he's killing it over there, bro. Yeah, he's, he's killing gonna, it. He's the highest paid coach. Yeah, next up we got Chargers 41, Bengals 22. My biggest takeaway is, one, Justin Herbert is a dog. Yeah, dog. Ever since he came to the league. Dog. Okay, and the next thing is the Bengals – all right, so I, I was listening to some Pat McAfee today. And, and I want to bring up a point. He said, I hate, like, trying to take ideas from other people, but I just thought it was a brilliant idea what he said. I'm giving him all the credit. Pat McAfee, thank you. Hope you listen to Clocks on the Stove. He said, the Bengals are extremely inconsistent, and they're most likely not going to make the playoffs. But 
going into this year, Vegas had them at minus at, at five five and a half wins. They're good. They beat that. If I think I believe so, they already beat it. Correct, bro. The thing about this game, sorry to cut you off, but the Bengals were down twenty four to nothing, and then they came back twenty one to twenty four. And, and they then, also had that that touchdown. Jamar or Jamar Chase fucking just dropped it, threw it. It was a touchdown, but he threw it to the fucking fumbled it, threw it to the. Yeah, so going going back, uh, uh, like you said, like like means you're right. They're a good team, you know. That's what I'm saying. They're just inconsistent, but they exceeded expectations tremendously. They were expected to get five and a half wins, and they have seven right now, and they're probably going to get a couple more. You know, like yeah, I think I think they're very underrated, but they lost like the Jets and I, I don't know. So they they've got to get some wins down the stretch. And, they're going uh, in the right direction for sure. I, I, I think they'll make the playoffs. They're going. They're, I they're, don't think the it seems like are as good as they're all cracked up to be. I really don't think so. so. I I agree. I agree, but I do think that th- I think they're doing a lot better than I thought they were going to do this year. Next year, they're going to be a force. Yeah, they're going to be very good. Um, I think they can definitely sneak in this year. We got possibly the most fun game. The Lions finally won. Let's give a golf clap to the Lions. Did, did you Lions, see uh, the sports? Dan Campbell, bro. I, oh, look, dude, I lo- what were you saying, Meech? Uh, did you see the video of the Jared Goff's girlfriend found out during the Sports Illustrated yeah. swimsuit? Yeah. Jared Goff is not winning on the field, but he is winning <laughs> off the field. That is for damn sure. So it's always awesome to see the Lions. We say it every single week, but I'm going to say it again. They are the best one, one win, one in 10 team in NFL history. Bro, they, they have lost eight games like from a touchdown. Like, yeah, or less, or points. less. Yeah. Or a, a world record field goal by Justin Tucker. Yeah. Like, Insane. I love Dan Campbell, bro. I'm so proud and so happy for that, man. What a great time to win, too, during, you know, right after the shooting. Um, the thing is, though, is like the Vikings really ain't that bad. Like they're not a bad team. Dude, I say that every week, but they prove me fucking wrong. I take them every week in my pool <laughs> and they suck. Kirk Cousins is having a crazy year, but I, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with the Vikings. Dude, I don't either. They have their old line's not bad. All right, yeah, they, have they don't. Some they don't lose Dalvin Cook though. They don't. Yeah, they have Dalvin them. Cook. They have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen when he's healthy, and they have some killers in the defense. I don't understand why they're not better than they are. Who's their coach, Mike Zimmer? Uh, I don't know. That's a good Google question. I think it is Mike Zimmer. Who are we guessing? Who are we guessing? Mike. Zimmer. It is Mike Zimmer. The Zim. The Zimster. I think they gotta boot him. I think he's got like cancer or something, or I don't know. Yeah, him out. Can't boot him. Oh no, definitely can't boot him. Is Mike Zimmer the one that's dating the hot ass model, like twenty two year old girl? I think yes, yes. Hold he on, is. hold on. I gotta show. Nah, you. No, no, no. He is. He is. He is. She's the cover model for the December twenty twenty one edition of Maxim Australia. That's hard. That is okay. sick. That's fucking sick. But um, okay. you know, okay. This is this is Mike Zimmer, and this is his girlfriend. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? She loves him for his personality, though. Yeah. 
No, oh, yeah. For his playbooks. <laughs> dude, buddy, dude, he probably has to pop 12 Viagras even looking at her just to fucking get a little soft dude, chub. No way. He's probably nuts before he yeah. sees her, bro. Was she so hot for him? Dude, he's probably getting test shots to straighten his <laughs> nutsack. <laughs> That's awesome. But, yeah, man, I'm really happy for the Lions. I want to give a special shout-out also to Justin Jefferson. He stepped up huge for injured Adam Thielen, 11 receptions, 182 yards, and a touchdown. So, did he get the giddy? Yeah, he did. He probably did. I didn't watch the game. Uh, I was driving home from, from uh, a vacation, so I don't know. Next up, we got Dolphins-Giants. Cole, I'm going to actually let you run the lead on this one because you've been pretty interested with the, the Dolphins going on. Yeah, no, I mean, Dolphins five straight. I mean, wait, wait, who did they beat? They beat the Giants 20 to 9. Giants. I mean, the Giants have also, the Giants are just like the Dolphins, bro. But I mean, the Dolphins five straight. Tua, Tua actually looks good. He looks like he's playing up to expectations. Um, Jalen Waddle is a fucking beast. Disgusting. Disgusting. The thing about Tua, he's like Chad Pennington, who was like, one of the most accurate passers of all time. I'm not even just saying that as a Jets fan, but, like, his completion percentage is, like, insanely high. It's, like, almost 70% completion percentage. That's insane. And, I mean, they're still trying to find an identity when with all the, uh, the shit going on with Deshaun Watson. And I feel like now that that's out of the air and, I don't know, I guess Tua could – focus on just playing then i don't know maybe it's made a difference no me actually i want to i want to piggyback off of that i really like what you just said and that was something that i was reading uh i was reading about earlier today is like there's a psychological aspect to why two is playing better too is you know up until last week there was just so much talk of him getting traded and getting benched Sean watch coming in like dude it's so hard to keep a straight head especially when you're young two is young he's only second year at third year in the nfl he's still very young so it's, it, it's a lot of stress. You know, you're supposed to turn around a program that hasn't been good in so long. And on top of that, the same guys that are helping you get better are also hoping someone else comes, you know. So, like, now knowing he's there and he's their guy, there's definitely a lot less distractions for him. He can just go back to working on his throwing motion and getting, and getting that chemistry with the receivers. So yeah. I actually do agree with you that uh, on that meet a lot. You know, that's why I feel bad for T-Law, too. For who? I mean, for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. The expectations of him coming out of college, like they yeah. thought he'd change, like especially with Urban Meyer. Such a position. Yeah, yeah, I mean, next, that was a disaster. Next, we got Eagles, Jets, 33 to 18. Eagles, Minshew, eight, already set his stats 20 for 25. 242 yards and two touchdowns. Meet, you got anything to say about this game? Uh, yes, I do. Actually, Zach Wilson, eight as well. <laughs> he had four drops. And he still had a 60% completion percentage, 226 yards passing, two touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and an interception in 83.9 rating in his first game back. So, hey, we'll take that. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. The, the thing that happened with that game was the defense just did not show up. Dude, we have all rookies playing. As safeties, Marcus May is out. We lost four guys on offense starting the second half when it was a close game. So, I mean, uh, yeah. The, the me, Eagles so let, me give you a, 
let me give you a question this time. Say you, you wake up tomorrow, you have a dream, all right? You get a wish, you get a genie wish, all right? And you wish to be the general manager, or excuse me, the owner of the New York Jets. Should be New Jersey, it's New York, we're not going to talk about it. What are you doing to make the change your program or your organization? Well, we have our two, hopefully, top five draft picks if Seattle keeps losing. And we're going to have two first-round top five draft picks this draft. So what I'm doing is I'm taking, I'm taking a corner. No. Hmm. Maybe another offensive lineman because if we have Elijah Vera Tucker, who is the best rookie lineman arguably in the league, he's a star. We have Makai Becton, who's out, who was like second team all pro last year. And I don't know. I think we draft maybe uh, another receiver or – maybe a game changer on defense, maybe a safety or a linebacker. And then in free agency, I say we go out, make a big splash and sign someone who could compliment uh, Michael Carter in the backfield. Now, what about like coaches or GMs or anything like that? Are you going to make any changes there? You're um, the owner. You can do everything. Like This is your no, thing. No, no. Okay. with Robert Sala and uh, Mike LaFleur – Ever since he's moved up into the booth, the Jets have been tearing it up on offense. Like week eight, they led the league in offensive yards per game at like 480 yards per game for like four weeks. So um, I say we ride with uh, Zach Wilson. The only thing I would do maybe is I would trade if Deshaun Watson is cleared of all of his cases – I would trade a first-round pick and Zach Wilson for Deshaun Watson. That's a fat still have, if. And still have a first-round pick. That's a large if, very large. But I like where your head's at. I like where you're thinking. Big big moves right there. They should listen. Jets organization, clocks on the stove. Check us out. Yeah. All right, next up, I don't think we need to really go into it. Colts 31, Texans 0. We talked about it. Carson Wentz starting to feel himself. Jonathan mm-hmm. Taylor killing it. Washington football team 17, Raiders 15. I got nothing to say on that. Y'all want to say anything about the Washington? I mean, Washington football team looks like they're – I mean, they're in the hunt. They're straight. Yeah. I've always been a a fan of Heineke. I mean, he makes makes plays, but he's he's not clutch. So, I was a fan of Heineke since I was in, like, fifth or sixth grade when he won the Walter Payton Award in the FCS for Old Dominion. Yeah, I mean, he's a good guy. He's fucking – But you know who I've always been a fan of is Ron Rivera, bro. That man knows football. He's, a, he's just yeah. a football dude, man. He really just knows football. He knows the ins and outs. I mean, look what he did with Cam Newton. No one else could do shit with Cam Newton. Clearly, no one could do shit with Cam Newton. But yeah, that, that's all I got to say about that. I think I think the Washington football team is starting to come together. Yeah. I don't think Heineke's going to bring him to any sort of greatness. But at least they're getting to the playoffs, maybe, probably, hopefully, you know. Uh, next, we got Rams 37, Jag 7, not surprising at all. Uh, only two things I got to take away from this. I feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence, man. Uh, I really don't think it's his fault. They suck. So, uh, I feel super bad for him. Yeah. And I think he was, he was put in a position to fail. Like, Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Can I say something as a Jets fan? 
Yeah. Before the draft, they're like, oh, we send the Jets to a shitty-ass organization. He should just sit out. And we hire a pretty good coach in Robert Sala and Mike LaFleur, a up-and-coming offensive coordinator. And I think if Trevor Lawrence was on the Jets, he would actually do pretty well. <laughs> Am I wrong? Um, You'd be doing, you'd be doing I, better than that fucking shit show of an organization. No, I do agree. There's definitely more support and more and more upside to the Jets, but I don't think he'd have him in the playoffs or anything. No, 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 no. I'm saying he wouldn't have nine touchdowns and ten interceptions. I agree. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I'm honestly gonna take. I'm gonna agree with you on that, Meach. As much as I love disagreeing with you, I do agree with you. I do think he'd do a little bit better with the Jets. Yes, and I think Zach Wilson would do a hell of a lot worse than T. Law with the Jets. Oh my God! Oh, they, yeah. they would throw him he'd out, be out of a job already. Yeah, he'd be out of a yeah. job. Yeah. So the other thing is, Urban Meyer definitely is not staying past next year, in my opinion. I think he's I think so. Yeah, he's gone. He I can't gone. believe they didn't fire him already. Yeah, he's gone, 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 gone. Now people are saying maybe he goes to Oregon. Dude, he's too old. Doesn't he have like heart palpitations? Bro, he's a he's a piece of scum, dude. He doesn't care. He's gonna retire. Yeah. Anyways, moving on from that, Steelers twenty, Ravens nineteen. Ravens seem to struggle against two teams. And Big Ben announces he's done after this season. He's, yeah. He's Farewell tour. Not a big surprise. Now. Like I said, once again, giving my credit to Pat McAfee. Uh, the last time we saw this happen, like a player announcing in the middle of a season, like I'm, I'm done, was Ray Lewis. And the Ravens gathered around him and won a Super Bowl. <clears throat> you think the Steelers yeah. gather around big old Ben Absolutely. and win a Absolutely. Super Bowl for him? No fucking shot, man. <laughs> I mean, dude, the dude still has a hose. Like he has a, he has a – Tank of an arm, but yeah, no, he's got a cannon. He just he <clears throat> what you say, Meach? I bet my left nut they don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, dude, it's just like it's so frustrating to watch Big Ben because like, low key they should have done that. This conversation should have happened last season. Like, I don't even know what Mike Tomlin was thinking about bringing him back. It, he literally looks like he's in pain. Every yeah. step he takes on the field, like he looks like every step it hurts him. So, like, it, it feels like I'm watching my dad out there trying <laughs> to throw a fucking football. Yeah, literally. Let's move on. Uh, yeah, going on from there, we got Seahawks 30, 49ers 23. Seahawks finally escaped the slump, bounced back. Pretty cool to see. Pretty cool to see. That's all I really got to see. I didn't get to watch no, that game. This is bad. I'm, I'm pissed as a Jets fan because we own their first round pick. So, actually, their next two first-round picks because of fucking Jamal Adams, they fleeced them. Damn. Damn. So, uh, yeah, uh, no one else got anything to say on that game? Nope. We got Chiefs. George Kittle's back, though. Who? George Kittle, 180 or fucking two touchdowns, 180. Who started Garoppolo, right? Yeah, I believe so. I didn't watch this game to be honest with you. I don't. I, I saw. Know. I saw. I saw George Kittle go off. And then we got the mm-hmm. Sunday night game: Chiefs twenty-two, Broncos nine. So I'm gonna go against what Meech said, and I'm gonna think. I think the Chiefs are coming back. No, I they're back. Their offense 100%. isn't as explosive and as crazy as it used to be. 
but their defense is playing tremendously better, which is – dude, playoff – it doesn't matter how their offense looks right now. When it's playoff time, Patty's going to snap. He's, it's going to come together. Like, this, that's just the caliber of player he is. You know, but knowing that the defense is playing good, that's kind of scary if you're playing the, the, the Chiefs. Yeah, but the Broncos, nine points. Their offense is not great. And, I mean – I mean, that's a good showing to hold any team in the NFL to nine points, but it is the Broncos, and I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but they had one of the worst defenses. They're trending up. They're trending up. They're, yeah. like, they're like top 20. I'm, I'm calling a, a Patriots-Chiefs matchup, AFC championship. That would be pretty darn hype, man. Pretty darn hype. Awful. All right, guys, last game, Monday Night Football, as we already talked about. Patriots beat the Bills 14-10. to Such a boring-ass game. The game was off. Yeah, I, I, I turned it off after that. So like boring. This. So I watched, I watched maybe a quarter and a half, so I couldn't do it. And I watched the end of the game. It was so boring. Uh, the, I wrote Pats really had to win the Super Bowl, LOL. They might. But, they, dude, the Patriots ran the ball, threw the ball three times. And ran at 46 and still won. Like, how, dude, it, at that point, I'm not even putting a safety in the field. Like, I, I'm putting, like, like a strong safety in between the linebackers and corners, and I'm bringing the house every time with my linebackers. Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, they just bullied them. Like, that's literally that's, – that is the, the, the textbook definition of football of getting bullied. No, those backs were good though last night. Uh, Damon Harris. I mean, that dude Stevenson. Like he's like six fucking four, two two thirty, two forty. He was just demolishing dudes. Yeah, but uh, that that's all I got for for NFL to wrap it up real quick before we move on to college football. If you had to pick right now, who do you think gets Coach of the Year in the NFL? Who are you giving it to, Cole Joffrey? Uh, probably. Hmm. It's tough. So you want me to go? Yeah, yeah, you go. So uh going into today, I was I would have said Sean McVay for putting together such an amazing team. But I think realistically, you gotta give it to Cliff Kingsbury, bro. Like he the Cardinals really were not good before he got there. I mean, they weren't like they weren't like they no. weren't like the Browns bad, but they weren't anything good. Now they're ten and two. You know? Um my two picks are, I'd say, Cliff one and uh, LaFleur second. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I can see that for sure. I think give it to McCarthy. What he's done with the Cowboys. All right. I can see that. I, I can see, honestly, all four of those. I think all of those are, are very good. Um, if you had to say who you think did the worst as a pure coach, just as a coach this year, who do you – I got 100% say Urban Meyer, like I think without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt, yeah. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer by far. Yeah. Yeah, so that will wrap up our, uh, our NFL. Let's move on to college football. So it was championship weekend. A lot of stakes were on the line. I'm going to run through the, the, the t- title games we had with the Pac-12. Number 17, Utah beat number 10, Oregon, 38-10. to 10. Utah is Crystal Bowl's daddy. CUSA, we had UTSA beat Western Kentucky in an absolute shootout, 49-41. to 41. Probably the craziest one of the weekend, the SEC. Bama 
throttles. Number three, Alabama throttles. Number one, University of Georgia, 41 to 24. Big 12 championship. Number nine, Baylor holds off. Number five, Oklahoma State ends their playoff hopes, 21 to 16. Big 10, number two, Michigan, absolutely. 13, Iowa, 42 to three. We have the AAC, number four, Cincinnati, beating number 21, Houston, 35 to 20. See, making themselves the first group of five team to ever make the playoffs. Sunbelt, Billy Napier is finishing out the season coaching for them as he's just going to the University of Florida for number 24, Louisiana, beating App State 24 to 16. ACC, we talked about it earlier with Kenny Pickett, number 15, Pittsburgh beats number 16, Wake Forest 45 to 21. Mountain West Conference, Utah State 46 defeats number 19, San Diego State 13. Mac. No one cares about the Mac at all, but NIU beats Kent State 41 to 23. Our college football playoffs is looking as number one, Bama versus number four, Cincinnati, number two, Michigan versus number three, University of Georgia. Something I want to bring up real quick as a talking point is a lot of people talking about, you know, Cincinnati won out. They deserved it. They did all the right things to do to get to where they're at. Now, I don't think that I, – I, I really believe <clears> – <throat> that Cincinnati got in because of last season and this season. I don't think they got in just because of this season. You know, they're, they're I think, 24 – they're 24-1 in the last 25 games, and their only loss is a game-winning drive against the University of Georgia. So, I, I do believe – and Luck played them huge parts too, Oklahoma State losing. Um, all these upsets, Oregon getting upset, Ohio State getting upset. You know, there's a lot of things that bless them. But I think if you look at it from, like like – Another standpoint, say San Diego State went undefeated this year, right? Mountain West Conference, solid, solid conference. We're not talking about the MAC. We're not talking about the Sun Bowl. We're talking about a solid conference. If they went out, even with this like the same like level of schedule as Cincinnati, they don't. I don't think they get in. I really don't. And I think that this is a, another flawed aspect of the college football playoff is that it's not year by year, which is what it's intended to be. But it's really program by, versus program, I feel like. And I think that this Cincinnati uh, getting in really shows it, in my opinion. Yeah, that goes back to the UCF here, too, when they went undefeated. Yeah. They fucking throttled Auburn in that bowl game. Yeah. They probably should have been in the playoff. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and when they beat Baylor, too, you remember, uh, in 2014. So yeah, those are definitely things to uh, to consider. We the Heisman finalists were announced. We got Bryce Young, Alabama quarterback; Kenny Pickett, Pittsburgh quarterback; Aiden Hutchinson, Michigan defensive end; C.J. Stroud, Ohio State quarterback. I don't disagree with these guys. Uh, I don't. I don't disagree with these guys being on there at all. But I I think that if you're gonna, I I think that there's three guys that weren't added that definitely need to be added and that's Michigan State running back Kenneth Walker I mean dude they played the number two team in the country Michigan and he had 300 rushing yards and five touchdowns like well I don't I don't understand how he's not even invited like in a historic season um I think the next is Jordan Davis uh uh, defensive tackle from Georgia from Georgia how did he get not get in over Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, no, exactly. And that's that's what a lot of people are talking about. And I also agree with that. I don't understand 
how he didn't get invited. He's arguably one of the he had he had one of the best defensive tackle seasons in college football history. Like absolute monster. He's strong. He's fast. He's smart. Like the kid can do everything asked of him. And then uh, my third one was I can't freaking remember his name and I can't find him. It's uh, the the linebacker for Alabama. What's his name? I really can't remember. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Linebacker from Alabama? Man, eating this year. This is, I'm, I apologize, by the way, for not having his name previously up here. Definitely should have done that. I, I, I remember it. I All right. So I'm, I'm going to go in while you look for his name. I'm going to give my take on the Heisman finalists. Um, Will Anderson. I'm sorry. Will Anderson. I think uh, Bryce Young's going to win it, but I really think Kenny Pickett should win it because he is tearing it up. I know it's Pitt, but, you know, it's a popularity contest, and Bryce Young's going to win it. Um, He's also tearing it up with Pitt's offense, not Alabama's offense, you know? That's the thing. He, he's tearing it up with Pitt's offense yeah. compared to Bryce Young with all the weapons he has. Yeah, so, he doesn't have Mechie. There's no Mechie on Pitt's whole fucking roster. Exactly. So, it's – I don't know. But what brings in – let's be honest, Meech. The NCAA is all about money. And what brings in more money? Can he pick it winning the Heisman or Bryce Young winning the Heisman? That, that's why the NFL is so much better than college. First of all, they're amateurs in college. Second of all, <laughs> don't know any of their names. Third of all, I like to watch pure, crisp football. Thank you. Thank you for your, your input there, Meech. So I don't get why the, the honky talks go crazy for college football. I feel like it's all girls that don't know what's going on. No, so if actually okay. let's 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 touch up on this. Let's talk about this. So, I think personally, as a fan, I enjoy college football much more. Now, I think watching a high level NFL games, such as the Super Bowl, is and and uh, AFC NFC Championship, are is more fun than any college football game because of the absolute level of play. But the reason I like college football more overall is because there's a lot more passion to it. There's a lot more meaning. Every game matters. You, if you lose one game, you can lose your chance of going to the playoffs. You can get into the playoffs in the NFL going nine and seven and, and then make and then win the Super Bowl. So it's not as the importance isn't there as much as well as the tradition. There's, you have those those ancient schools that have been doing these things for years. You have bigger stadiums. You know, you have you have students behind it. There's a, there's a much more more purpose and reason for everything. And these kids are playing more with heart over money, you know. So that's personally why I, I enjoy college football more. There's just it, – it's week in and week out, it's more important. Every game matters more. So there's much more things to, to watch out for, much more uh, matters at, at stake. But watching, like you said, they are amateurs. So watching the level of the NFL is much more entertaining. They are, they are better. You see that they're better. But I think overall as a whole, if you added all the factors, I prefer to follow college football. The thing is, though – like you said, you said you don't think every game matters in the NFL. Well, I think it matters even more to them than these college players because they are getting analyzed on every single play, which 
will, you know, that uh, determines their pay grade going down the line. You know what I mean? So it's they're playing with more heart. I, I shouldn't say more heart, but just as much heart as the college kid out there that won't even make the league. Um, just because it's it's based on money, but I mean, even now NCAA players can get you know NIL deals and whatnot, but for it's not fair to say that the professionals don't play with everything they've got because, like I said, they're analyzed on every play and that bases their pay grade and you know their level of interest going into free agency and. Also, you got to think about the guys that are on the practice squad still trying to make it. And, you know, it's a competitive league and it gives us the best of the best. And I just like to watch uh, professional football, in my opinion. Now, I'm not saying that they're not giving it their all. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you watch a uh, super high – the Cardinals, they're probably arguably the number one team in the NFL right now, right? If they lose next week, yeah, they're going to be fucking mad. But they're they're still going to the playoffs. They still have a shot. Like everything's good. Ohio State doesn't lose one game this season. They lost two. They lose. They win one of those games. They're in the playoffs. So at, there's much more at stake every game. Like that one game the Cardinals lose. It's all right. Yeah, it sucks. They want they want to go undefeated. Like I understand they're playing with everything they have, but it's not going to ruin them. It's not going to break them. Ohio State losing that one game, bro. Their their season's over. Yeah, but that's it's the done. thing. You have these probably. 15 teams that are head and shoulders above the rest of college football. And, you know, like losing one game, like you're out. I mean, but you're supposed to win all those games. You know what I mean? Because you're so much better. That's why I like the NFL because any team can be any team in any week. Yeah. But then that also, you can counteract that argument and state that you don't get as good of upsets. That's another thing about college football you get. You can get crazy upsets. Every team in the NFL is good enough to beat each other. They're all the best football players in the entire world. Like that's not that's not an argument. All right. But in college, you can get App State beating Michigan at Michigan. You don't get that in the NFL. No, you're right. You're right. There are college football is exciting. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The excitement factor, but just coming from a pure football standpoint, I just prefer the NFL. It's not like I hate on college football. Oh, no, yeah. It, it's just uh, I prefer the NFL. And one thing that like I, said, I like, I like watching those top, the, the, the playoff games and the big SEC games. But, um, you know, other than that, it's kind of like, eh, no, yeah. And, and to piggyback off you, like, I don't hate the NFL at all. I, I, I used to never watch the NFL. I used to refuse to watch. I used to hate it. I got into college. I started hanging out with you more, Meech hanging out with other guys, and they, they really made me respect the NFL. And I think growing up and meeting some of some NFL players and high caliber players, too, also changed my aspect a lot and made me appreciate it more. But the one thing that's awesome about – excuse me, I'm sorry. The one thing that's awesome about college football that NFL doesn't do is that every single Saturday, college game day is at the best game of the, is there. You, you know that regardless of if you know the teams or you, you know whatever's happening, you know if you watch the college game day game, it's the best game. The Bills Patriots game was not the best fucking game of the week. That game sucked ass. You know, the big games, the big games you have because they have to divide it so everyone gets a fair amount. It's not the hype of the big game for the NFL is not the same hype as a big game. No, no, no. I'll counteract that because 
uh, midseason, they will flex the best game to Sunday night football. Okay. I take that back then. I'm sorry. So, yeah, it's it's a good argument. I mean, there's arguments for both sides. So Another yeah. thing, I, I as a person that doesn't watch college football, it's hard to get invested in a team when there's players that are gone in two, three years. Exactly. And, like, you, you're fans of these players, and then, I mean, you have to, like, learn. Like, I don't watch college football because of that. Because, like, in the NFL, you can watch a quarterback get drafted and then watch his whole career, right? like, develop and show right. that. that. That's what I like about the NFL as well. Yeah. You know the guys out there. And, and I feel like college football the past couple of years hasn't had much excitement. This year has been insane. This year's been insane. But there's no stars. Like, there's no Johnny Manziel's or there's no, like, stars out there. I don't know about that, Big Meech. I don't know. Like, like, there's no Cam Newton. Like, I loved Kyle from the Tim Tebow years, the Cam years. Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Okay. Donovan Taylor, Melvin Gordon. Okay. Like, there's been stars, bro. But, but like, this year, like, there aren't many great players. No, this year, no, 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 I agree. This year, it's mu- It's a very even le- – there's not, like, one guy who, like, that's the best guy in the country. You, oh, you think God. this draft class is going to suck? I think it's going to be good. Really? I think they're they're all very evenly, like, talented. That's why I think it'll be this, good. This is going to be the worst quarterback draft class. Oh, quarterback-wise, it's going to be dog shit. I think – yeah, quarterback-wise, it's going to be ass. But overall, like, strength, I think it's going to be a very solid draft class. Because you need to also remember, Cole, there's a lot of guys that were going to go in last year's draft, but since they got another year of eligibility with, with COVID, they totally stayed yeah. back and developed more. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, I heard it's going to be a, a big defensive draft. Yeah, there's for lot, sure. No, for sure, 100%. Linemen yeah. on both sides and a heavy corner draft, which yeah. is good. Yeah, no, definitely but, a very good defensive draft, which is good because – the NFL's kind of been like shying away from defense, and I'm all about defense, 100%. Yeah, I don't like what the NFL's doing, but the same thing for college football. I mean, those taunting Dude, college football is going to mimic what the NFL does because that those they're trying to build success for those people for the next level, you know? Yeah, but they're even more pussy in college football, I feel like. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. But going back to the – I, I want to keep moving on. I'm sorry to keep touching on this. I just want to bring it up one more time. Going back to what you said about what I like more between college and, and NFL, like, yeah, I do overall enjoy college football more, but I enjoy NFL playoffs equally as much as I enjoy college football because there's just a different atmosphere to playoffs, bro. And that's for any sport. I, I don't watch regular season hockey. I only watch the Lightning. I don't watch any regular season basketball. I barely watch the regular season baseball, and I, I, I watch regular season NFL. But I watch playoffs for all four of those sports. Just because right. the energy and the emotion and, like, playoff sports is what, like, that's the reason you start sports when you're a kid is the emotion and the love and the passion. Like, at that point, it's fuck the money. Like, those people want to win. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So I do admit that I, I enjoy when it's playoff time in the NFL as much as I enjoy the whole season of college football, 100%. I will also say that I would be a much bigger college football fan if I went to a college football school. Yeah, no. Me too. Yeah. But, like, FAU was lit, like, before you guys got there. They were yeah, no, they, no, our freshman year was lit, too. 
Yeah, they had yeah, Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we lost Lane is when it went downhill. I, I, I was with it uh, right when Lane got hired. I went there, and, uh, dude, it was awesome. Yeah. Dude, one know. thing I love, like, like I'm not I'm, – I don't want to diss on Taggart. I'm, not, I'm just not a big Taggart fan, I, you know. And, like, I, I, I knew his son growing up in Tampa. Like, I just don't think he's that good of a coach. But the one thing I loved about Lane – that I think – I don't know if he's still doing it at Ole Miss, but I think one reason he made so much success at FAU was how he was so involved in our community. I would see him on campus like every single day. He'd be playing basketball in the rec. He'd be on the in the outdoor basketball by, by the baseball fields. He'd be walking around. He'd take a picture with you. He'd come to our tailgates. Like he, he was actively involved, and he made a community that didn't care about football really care. Yeah, you know, no, there definitely was a different energy. Like one hundred percent. And then when yeah. Tiger came in, I, I don't feel that energy at all. Really, I haven't been to a Tiger game, so. Yeah, but do you know what I'm talking about with Lane? Like he was always yeah. actively like yeah, saying no, this they stuff. had the fucking like the Lane train. The Lane train when ESPN. Yeah, he was always <laughs> yeah. you were always knowing about Lane, and it was. And yeah. I think what he did was genius. Get involved. I didn't. I didn't know a single player on the team besides Trani, like yeah. a single name besides. Uh, I knew Lane Kiffin though. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I think he did a good job with that. We're not seeing that. We're not seeing that at all, Tiger, at all. Mm. But moving on from that, we're going uh, to some quick background news of what happened in this past week of college football. Since we had such a big college football podcast last week, is insane. We got Lane Kiffin signs a contract extension. Speaking of Lane Kiffin signs a contract extension with Ole Miss. You know, all these schools, uh, Ole Miss has been freaking the fuck out these last couple of weeks. Because everyone that, that gets a coaching op, uh, opening, they're like, we want Lane Kiffin. You know, and he's losing Matt Corral, who's his baby. So, he's definitely freaking the fuck out about that. But they, they locked him in. Uh, we got Mario Cristobal in Miami, agree on a deal. Um, uh, did, you, I gotta, did you see the video of them, like, handing him the, the jersey? Yeah. Yeah, the, the yeah. little – they handed him, like, a you small. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, thing, the thing is uh, – I got I got two things, three things I want to say on this. Uh, Mario Cristobal, I'm a I like Mario Cristobal. I think he's a good coach. I think he's done a very good job at Oregon. Okay, but I think he's a little bitch from running because I think he couldn't beat Utah, and he realized well instead of having to just worry about Utah, now I also got to worry about USC with Lincoln Riley there. I'm gonna head out. All right, but going to Miami is gonna be way easier to recruit, way easier. He also has a very, very, very good athletic director, you know? So that's also going to help him a lot. And on top of that, they're probably giving him a lot of fucking money. And living in Oregon would suck. Let's be honest. It rains like 300 days a year. It would suck ass, okay? But the thing I want to take away the most from this um, is, is not Cristobal as a coach, but as Cristobal as a man. He is the only coach so far this season that has told his team before he told the media that he was leaving. And I have the utmost respect for him as a human being for that. 100%. 100%. Same. Utmost respect, you know. But moving on from that, Oklahoma getting Brent Venables, uh, huge, huge for the Oklahoma program. He's a very defensive-minded coach, right? You want to hear a little crazy fact that, oh, yeah, he's defense coordinator for Clemson. Yeah. Oklahoma hired – Clemson defense coordinator Brent Venables will be their head coach. Oklahoma has not had a top 10 team, defensive team. It's not a top 10 defense since Venables was there. 
We said in the last podcast, if Oklahoma wants to have a good transition into the SEC, the first thing they need is a defense that's nasty and a coach that can recruit. And Venables checks all the boxes. Do you think that's enough to keep Caleb Williams at Oklahoma? So I was reading that Caleb Williams will only stay if Oklahoma gets Joe Brady as their offense coordinator. Oh, wow. You know who Joe Brady is? I do not know who Joe Brady is. He was the offensive coordinator for LSU when they won with the Joe Burrow team, and he was the offensive coordinator for the Panthers this season and just stepped down. Yeah, and just he's got fired. Right? He's trying to get back into the college football scene. If so you are Oklahoma and you just got Venables, you are doing whatever the hell you can to get Joe Brady because that is the absolute best duo that you can get to, one, keep your quarterback – and two, set you up for success going into the SEC, 100%. 100%. Now, on the other end, if I'm Dabo, I am fucking freaking out. Freaking out. Because is Dabo a good coach? 100%. Great fucking coach. You don't win natties and, and be the, as consistently as good as he is without being a good coach. But there's been times – there's been times where they are not that good – and the only reason they stay good is because their defense carries them, a.k.a. this season. He's gone. He's gone. So I, that, that, that makes the ACC crazy. You know, I think that makes it so much crazier. I think Clemson, with their prestige and with Dabo's prestige, they're going to get someone pretty solid. But he might, he's probably the best defense of mine in college football. Yeah, that's huge. With Yeah, that's huge. Especially – Especially if you're Oklahoma and you just lost Lincoln Riley, like you're like fuck. But getting him, I don't know if he's gonna be Lincoln Riley good. Obviously, he's never he's been a head coach, but he's definitely the guy to get. Like the, it, the, that's the first time this off season of the coaching carousel where I've been like they should get this guy and they got the guy. You know, like yeah. that was the right pick for Oklahoma. Hundred uh, percent. Moving on from that. We just got Miami and Joe Brady are in the talks. And last thing uh, to bring up, Oregon defensive end Thibodeau to skip bowl game, projected number one pick in this upcoming draft. Cole, what is your opinion on players doing this? I mean, dude, you do it. Like, you're the number one pick. You're the number one prospect. Like, who gives a fuck? It's a bowl game. What, what's, the, what's the bowl game? Like, what's at stake? Yeah, I, so I do agree with that part. But then I also disagree with the part with like, uh, dude. Let's be honest. This is a lot. College is the last time it's like it's like you're playing for fun. You know, it mm-hmm. becomes a job and becomes like a life after that. Go play with your boys, man. Those are your brothers. Like, like that's the last time you're gonna be able to, to hang out with those guys, play with those guys. Like, dude, like go out there and, and ball. You know, go out there and play in that Oregon uniform one more time because you're gonna you're gonna miss it so much. You know, and it shows some. I think it shows some character traits too. A little bit. Yeah, that I that I do agree with. It does show character traits. You know, but the this is one concern that Nick Saban always talks about why he doesn't want the college football expansion. He thinks that if you expand it, it creates more, like it basically creates if you're not in the top eight, your bowl game doesn't really matter. So you're gonna see more people sit out. You yeah. know, which I definitely agree with. Um, but like, dude, look at Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook didn't sit out his bowl game in the Orange Bowl against Michigan. He balled out, and that definitely helped his draft stock. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely help his draft stock. 
But um, that's about it for college football. Wrap up. We got UFC 269 this weekend. Big, big, big fight card. Not really getting too much publicity because the guys on it don't really talk too much shit. Starting off at our main event, we have the UFC lightweight world title on the line. We got the champion Charles Oliveira defending his belt against the number one lightweight fighter in the world, Dustin Poirier. I'm going to go with a Poirier finish. In the third, or you think fourth. a Poirier like submission? Poirier? No, 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 no. It's gonna be it's gonna be a TKO. Yeah, so the TKO. thing is, I think Oliveira is so talented. And for those of you that don't know his story, bro, one of the greatest stories of a pro athlete ever. He was poor, born in the super poor ass villa in Brazil, like in super shitty small town. And he lives in the same villa today, and he financially supports all those families that helped him while he was coming up as a fighter. You know, so like. You gotta love a guy like that. I just think that I think he skill wise matches up beautifully with Poirier, but I think Poirier is gonna make it not a technical fight. He's gonna make it a dog fight, and we've seen all of your quit in the past, you know. And I, I think Por- this is Poirier's about to win. You know, he Khabib said it first. He was the he was the guy to take it after after him. You know, well, who you got in this fight, Cole? Dude, I don't. Know. I think if Poirier keeps it on the feet, it's his. But I think if it goes down. Like, they're grappling and shit. I think Oliveira takes it. Yeah, Oliveira is so smooth, bro. Yeah, I mean, dude, all, honestly, Oliveira's, like, three of his last fights were TKOs, right? Yeah, he knocked out Kevin Lee. Yeah. Then he ragdolled Tony, and then he knocked out Michael Chandler. Pretty good last three wins, if, I, if you're asking me. Yeah. Next up, I don't even know, but I'm not even going to touch base on it. Women's Bantamweight title. Manda Nunez defends her title against Juliana Pena. I'm going to go – she finishes her within three rounds. Yeah. Like, that's – You're giving Pena three rounds? Yeah, 35 especially because uh, the cut usually hurts Nunez for that first round. 45 is easier for her. But uh, I think – I'm not saying it'll go three. I just don't think it'll go to championship. You know, maybe yeah. if it goes three. That's the queen right there. Yeah, that is that is the queen. And, and honestly, she's a top 10 pound-for-pound fighter in the world, including men. Including men. She's top yeah, 10. I mean, she's the fucking goat. Yeah, like she's literally unbelievably talented. Yeah. Next, we got a welterweight bout between number 12, G off Neo, and number 14, Santiago Positivo. I don't know anything about Santiago. I've, I know G off Neo's got some freaking monster heavy hands. Uh, I'm going to go G off Neo win. I don't know how. I don't know what's going to happen. I just, I'm just going to go off of him based off familiarity. Yeah, I have no idea who the fuck these dudes are. Yeah, I don't. The only reason the fight's there is because the Mazadal Leon Edwards fight got pulled off. He spelled he spells his name. I'm I'm just gonna go with uh, Santiago because this dude spells his name. Fucking weird. Fly, now now arguably the most interesting fight is that flyaway. We got number six Kaya Car France fighting number seven Cody Garbrandt, former bantamweight world champion. He's jumping down to flyweight. I I really don't know if you don't know who Kai Carr Francis, he trains with Israel Adesanya, Alexander Volkanovsky, Dan Hooker, like all those killers at that gym. So uh, dude, Cody Garbrandt is is so hard to say what he's gonna do in his fights because he he'll fight like he's the best in the world and then he'll fight like dog shit right after. Um plus he's cutting down to 25. And last time we saw that with TJ Dillashaw, who got finished in about 40 seconds to Henry Cejudo. Yeah, very interesting fight. I think it's gonna be super fun to watch, super fast, 
uh, I might go with my heart's going to go with Cody. My brain's going to go with France. Decision France. Decision France. Dude, I'm pumped on this on this bantamweight fight. Sean, I'm, like, this is like his first competition. Yeah, so that's the next one. We got number yeah. 15, Raleigh on Paivea fighting Sugar Sean O'Malley. Uh, so Sean O'Malley is currently 0-1 versus ranked fighters. Yeah. And this is going to be a test for him. I do think he's going to dog him, though. I think it's going to be a first-round, very close fight. This guy's training hard. Like, you beat Sugar, bro, that's a payday. But yeah. I think he's – I just think he's better. I think he's just better than this guy. Dude, I was watching a, a fucking video on, with Sean. He's saying he's like – he takes he, – he thinks he's a performer. Like, he places the same importance as him being a performer as he is as a fighter. Like, he, he wants to put on an act. He wants to finish people. Like with like crazy knockouts, crazy finishes. So I mean, I'm against a ranked fighter. I don't know. I, I hope Sean wins. I'm. I'm I don't know if he's gonna get a finish. Yeah. But I think I think he's gonna win. I hope so too. I like Sean. He's a meme, and I don't think he's a top ten fighter, but I do like him a lot. And he he has made a lot of smart things. He said, you know, fight the worst guys for the most money on the biggest cards. That's how, that's how you got to do it. You know. The shit out of him. Uh. Next, we got featherweight number seven, Josh Emmett, number nine, Dan Ige. Josh Emmett had a war with Shane Burgos a year ago. Tore his ACL, MCL, and PCL in the first 30 seconds of the fight and still won. First fight back from the recovery, fighting his first top 10 opponent. I'm going to go with Josh Emmett. I like Ige a lot. And and going back to what I just said about Sugar Sean, about him saying, like, fight the bet, the worst guys with the most amount of money on the biggest card, Dan Ige does the exact opposite of that. So it really sucks following him and being a fan for him because he only takes the hardest fights. But it also is the reason he's ranked number nine. You know, it's hurting him. And I think, I think Emmett's hands are so fucking heavy. Just, just, dude, when, when Josh Emmett hits you, like, if you don't know who this man is, go look him up after this. People die when he hits them. <laughs> like, he buries people when he hits them. He's like 5'7", like, thick as shit, and just oh, throws it? shoots. He's a short king. Short king for sure. And then the last fight, we got Bantamweight, number eight, Pedro Munoz, number 10, Dominic Cruz. I'm going to go. I love Pedro Munoz. I trained with him uh, at American Top Team my sophomore year. He helped me a bunch with my jiu-jitsu. I just couldn't be logical, and I think Dominic Cruz is going to beat him. To wrap up the podcast, Bare Knuckle Boxing goes to Tampa, Florida this Thursday. And my very good friend and training partner is making Steve the Blessed Morris making his Bare Knuckle debut Thursday, December 9th, Bare Knuckle. BKFC Tampa, opening prelim, 7 p.m. Watch it on YouTube. Check it out. Watch Steve-O make his name known in the professional boxing world. Cole Joffrey, thank you for coming on. Any last words? Go Saints. Go Saints, baby. Um, We'll have a college football bowl mania coming up pretty soon. Stay tuned. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Check us out. We're on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Clocks on the motherfucking stove. Oh, yeah.